This is the Pulse of New Hampshire. I'm Jay Dog, and joining me is a true Renaissance man. In addition to being an entrepreneur as well as an advocate for above-the-neck the health as well as overall health in general, he is an entrepreneur. He is also a swell dresser. He is also a doting grandfather, a, a loving husband, and a fantastic father. He is also Eddie Popowski's number one fan, and he is also a skier. Now keep that in mind, folks, because that winter chill is upon us very, very soon. Apropos to the month of December, he is the president and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental and the host of Northeast Delta Dental Radio. He is Tom Raffio. Tom, how are you? Thank you, Jay. You know, you talk about running. Of course, uh, Thanksgiving is one of the most populated days for running. That it is. And um, my book, Stories from the Starting Line, is being well-received, so much so that uh, we're adding a new chapter to it because there were 61 runners in the original version that came out around June, and then uh, many more runners said, geez, I wish you were in your book. So we interviewed about 15 more. So uh, there will be more stories from the starting line, and all the funds go to uh, Veterans Oral Health and other, other charities. So it's pretty exciting. And and speaking of veterans, I think you'll see the relevance momentarily. I'd like to introduce Tara Mahoney, who's the founder and CEO of Equine Immersion Project. Tara, thank you for joining me. It's delightful to have you. Oh, my gosh. What a thrill. Thanks so much for having me. So uh, tell us, uh, I mean, your credentials are extensive and impressive. and But tell us uh, how you got involved with the and, or created the Immersion Project and what exactly it, it, is it? Yeah, sure. I'm so excited to share this with your listeners. So by trade, I'm a trauma counselor and started in the 90s um, working in a homeless shelter with 450 veterans in New York City. Um, has worked in inpatient hospitals, outpatient clinics, private practice. And about 10 or 15 years ago, um, really wanted to respond in an alternative modality. So kind of combined my passion for horses with my professionalism and it has been an amazing journey. Um, really excited to share how this works. I can get, you know, so much more happening, um, you know, in two hours on a horse rather than five weeks sitting on my couch. So um, so who would be a candidate for uh, equine immersion therapy? So equine assisted services are international. Um, it there's a lot of um, documented research on, say, children with autism, on, um, you know, people with um, varied physical challenges. Um, so really, equine-assisted activities are all over and available. Um, specifically, what we do is we specialize in military. So veterans, as well as active duty. Um, our mission has changed a little bit to start working with active duty, especially special forces, so that we can catch people upstream rather than the reactive, you know, you've been out for 20 years and maybe are divorced or having trouble with a job or you're estranged from friends and family. Hmm, interesting. So how, um, so you were in New York, New Jersey. How did you make your way to New Hampshire? Just curious. Sure. So I actually started coming to New Hampshire when I was about five years old um, and stayed, uh, I spent two months at a horse camp. So my sisters and I um, started lo our love for horses right here in New Hampshire and then came back up um, during um, every other weekend or so. I would come up and run the equine programs for home base. Home base is at a Mass General Hospital Red Sox Foundation program for veterans mental health. 
So, um, you know, it's a two week inpatient clinical. And then on the weekends in between, they would come in out to the horse farm and spend Friday, Saturday, Sunday with us. Got it. So uh, most of us, if not all of us, are dog lovers and we've seen um, how dogs have assisted. Um, mm. How does, uh, so that is, most people are familiar with that, but tell us about how, how it works in horses. Great question. So we understand that horses and dogs are highly intelligent, that they have their own thoughts and their feelings and behaviors and personalities. So horses specifically are congruent, what we call congruent. That means their insides kind of match their outsides. You know, if they're scared, they run. We're humans, we're what's called incongruent, right? So say, Tom, someone comes up to you and says, hey, great to see you. How's your day going? You say, yeah, I'm doing great. But maybe you're not great. Maybe a family member is sick, right? So your insides are not matching what your your behavior or what you're telling on the outside. Horses really reveal that. So very quickly, they're going to pick up if you're angry, if you're um, irritable, if you're distracted, you know, they're going to keep you in that moment. And that becomes a very powerful therapeutic tool. Wow. I never thought of it that way, but it's so true, right? If someone says, mm -hmm. how are you doing? You just kind of out of rote say you're doing fine, even if you're not. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe yeah. we should become more like horses. <laughs> 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 so tell us, uh, you know, in general, it's, it's an area that I've worked with uh, Justice Broderick a lot on mental health awareness. Mm -hmm. and, above the neck health and um, my core business is dental health which is also above the neck health and we have an expression that you you can't have good overall health without good oral health and similarly I think more and more there's an understanding on on the uh, on the mental health so how do you think uh, we can break stigmas related to uh, men you know mental health so people you know like uh, not too long ago we were one of the major sponsors of uh, you know, make making strides against breast cancer. And there was a slew, a sea of pink shirts as we were doing our walk. And the, the right. people were, you know, parading in the survivors and, and thrivers. And, um, and, and as John Broderick likes to say, no one, you know, no, no one intentionally gets breast cancer. No, no one intentionally gets diabetes. And similarly, you know, mental health should be viewed that way. But why do you think it's not and how do we uh, how can we break down some of those stigmas? Well, Tom, you brought up a lot and let me first address, you know, what you did with the breast cancer awareness. So, when people have a trauma, we technically or typically would diagnose it as post traumatic stress disorder, right? We're trying in the industry to drop, drop the D. It's not a disorder. It is a very normal reaction to a very abnormal situation. But what you were talking about with the walk is where we really want to get people into post-traumatic growth, right? So we change it from stress to growth, right? When these things happen, we are still changed. You know, if any of us have a car accident or, or family member with cancer or ourselves. So we are changed. There isn't a cure, right? You don't take like antibiotics and get over bronchitis. However, you can grow from it and learn. And that's really, I think, where the stigma is broken and the barriers to care is broken, where, you know, someone doesn't take a selfie on my couch with a tissue box and says, you know, hey, great session with Tara, cried my eyes out. Instead, they come to the farm and then they'll say, hey, I had an awesome three hours with Buddy the horse and we did this. So that's breaking that stigma. 
of instead of, you know, um, going to a clinician's office, now we're looking at the whole person, body, mind, and spirit, right? Physically, you're outside, you're moving, you're feeling confident and competent. Spiritually, you're just, you know, feeling that, you know, connection and, and that love or that joy, right? We need to talk about those kinds of feelings as well. So you're absolutely right. I think there's a, a real difference now with mental health where we can shift and have some alternatives. Well, I'm learning a lot. I mean, never, I never thought it that way. You're right. They're not going to uh, say, I just had a great one hour with my counselor, Tara, but they, <laughs> but they, but they might have a, uh, a, you know, a selfie of them, you know, you know, on the, on the horse or whatever. So. Absolutely. So, um, you know, the, as it relates to veterans, how uh, veterans, I know um, with my work with Veterans Count and, and other organizations that sometimes veterans, um, since they've their whole life as service people, they've helped others. Yeah. So sometimes they have difficulty um, asking for help. Does, does the horse immersion, does that help them be able to ask for help or how, how do you break that down? Wow, that's a great question, right? And I would say not just veterans, right? Most of us, right? And, and we're seeing that all across America, just this epidemic, not just of mental health, but an epidemic of loneliness, right? And so that's where a lot of our work is. If you can't connect with another person, either at your job or in your family, you can start to connect with a horse. Very, very different approach. Um, you know, we really need to call it what it is and say, you know, people aren't, like you said, um, you die from cancer or you die from these things. We die from suicide and we need to call it that. You don't commit cancer. You don't commit suicide. So we really want to start looking at changing the way we're talking about this so that people feel the reality of that. On the same way, something Maybe maybe if I give you a quick story. Do we have time sure. for a little story? Absolutely. So, um, for instance, I was working with a sniper, and he had had 66 months worth of combat time. So he came, and he was like, look, I'm just, you know, I, I, I already have a therapist at the VA. I just want to try something different. You know, I, I watch Yellowstone and want to be, be a cowboy type of thing. So um, I say, great, you know, here's a field. Here's seven horses. Go pick one. And he decides to go for the biggest horse, of course, you know, the most challenging horse. In about five minutes, he comes on stomping back to the gate and he's like, can't catch it. This this program's terrible. I can't stand this star. What are you doing to me? He said, how about instead of trying to catch it, like a high value target, why don't you just try to connect? So he goes out in the field and just stands still. Within five minutes, all the horses are coming to him. And all of a sudden, I just saw him crying and he said, you know what? I didn't realize my intensity as a sniper, this is why people are afraid of me in Walmart or at my job or my kids. You know, I come in with such intensity and it that he learned in 15 minutes what he had been trying to process for so long. If I don't get it because the horses showed him. Does that make wow. sense? That that makes per perfect sense. Now, you serve the Eastern Seaboard. So, Jay, why don't you give out the uh, the website and then after break, we'll get we'll have more of Tara. Will do. Tara Mahoney is the CEO of Equine Immersion Project. You can go to equineimmersionproject.com for that and a whole lot more. We're going to take a break and then come back with more as uh, Tara Mahoney is the guest this week on Northeast Delta Dental Radio here on the Pulse of New Hampshire. 
This is the Pulse of New Hampshire. I'm Jay Dog, and alongside President and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental and the host of Northeast Delta Dental Radio, Tom Raffio, is uh, Tara Mahoney. She is the CEO of Equine Immersion Project. Now, equineimmersionproject.com is the website to go and check that out. All kinds of great information, helping out uh, all branches of the military, helping those uh, with uh, mental illness, and uh, having a great conversation so far about that. And I will let uh, Tom and uh, Tara continue. So uh, we do have actually a pretty wide-ranging listening and listening audience. So if a listener has a loved one or maybe themselves who um, perhaps thinks that this might help them, how would they, uh, how would they engage um, your organization? And, of course, this is New Hampshire, so people are going to ask, like, how does it get paid for? Does insurance cover it? Is it uh, et cetera, et cetera? So take your time and answer all of, all of those questions. Thank you. So the first thing is if someone has a question, email me. I will answer. And it's Tara at equineimmersionproject.com. I think holding that space and keeping your word it's very difficult to access care right now. You know, people tell me that, you know, I've called 17 people and only one returned my call and they don't take my insurance. So um, you mentioned Veterans Count. Actually, they are one of the biggest referrals that I do and great partners, um, especially the new campus that they're building up in Franklin. But Veterans Count is a terrific resource available for free to anyone um, who has served in New Hampshire. So they're a terrific one. Um, so there is help out there. We just ask, reach out. Um, even if you're not with military, um, there is great services available for working with horses just as an alternative, as complimentary. You know, healing is a collaboration. It is not a competition. So if it's not me, I'll get you to somebody that could be able to help you out. That's, I love the way, love the way you put that. Now here's um, um, maybe a little bit of a silly question, but we know... We've seen people with horses and now we're learning today, uh, excuse me, with, with dogs. And now we're learning today how it works with horses. Are there other animals like, like, you know, for example, why not sheep or, or, or llamas? It's not really supposed <laughs> to be a silly question, but are there some animals that would be better than others? Well, that's a great question. First of all, I think llamas spit, so that might be very therapeutic, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, horses have been our partners for thousands of years, right? They helped us build our, build our cities, our roads, plow our fields. They were our main mode of transportation, carried us into war. So the human and horse bond is very, very unique. And what we're finding, the research supports that. I'm on, I have the honor of serving on the board of Horses and Humans Research Foundation. I'm kind of a research nerd to make sure that what we're saying is not just, hey, it's the magic power of the horrors or any of that. So the research is really supporting the efficacy of, of kind of how these horses are these big giant biofeedback loops, right? Their heart rate is slower than ours, so we calm down. Their respirations are slower, so we start to match that. Their temperature is warmer, so we start to feel all that. So even they can hear our heartbeat five feet away. So if we're anxious, they're going to respond and you want to start to calm yourself down in order to engage. Do you want a good story about that, actually? Yeah, so I love your stories. Go. Oh, gosh. So I was working with a Marine a few years ago, and his kids really wanted to go trick-or-treating. It was just a huge barrier for him because his job was to go door-to-door, village-to-village for 18 months. Um, and, you know, who's friendly and who's not, 
right? So he's searching for weapons, you know, any contraband or anything. So Halloween for him, right? Trick or treat, literally watching his kids go door to door. Very, very distressing. So we bring him to the barn and set up um, eight horses and eight stalls and say, here, here's a brush. Go into each stall for two minutes. Let's see what happens. The way he tells it is that first stall, it was this 2,000 pound flame throwing, you know, huge animal. Meanwhile, it was, you know, a 26 year old pony who was drooling and farting most of the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, so as he went stall to stall and he had choices, right? He's like, hey, this one, not feeling it. I'm not going in there. After the third or fourth time doing that, he said, yeah, I got this, right? Like, the more I can familiarize myself and I have choices, you know, um, and it just took that experience of not every time you're entering something that seems like a threat that he could emotionally regulate, get himself balanced, feel that competency, and then move on and experience life in the way he wanted and deserved. Wow. That's powerful. Mm. Now, when you were going to school and you get you have um, you know get all these uh, degrees you have, congratulations! Obviously, oh, you're renowned in the field. Uh, or when you were little, did you did you think that you know your career would take you uh, to equine immersion? Not at all. You know, um, my dad used to say, "Hey, look the." Horses are better than boys and barns are better than bars. So he said, you know, <laughs> all the girls, there's Good three advice. girls. Yeah, he said, I will get you support. I mean, it's not, horses are expensive. Yet, um, no, I didn't imagine that. And um, I think for me, um, my own struggles um, and difficult times found myself just being with the horse and what it did for me, then starting to read the research and then starting to, you know, get, have amazing mentors who have done incredible things throughout the industry. Um, so, you know, I call it a God wink. You know, I just kept getting pushed in the direction and just opened my heart and and started to say, hey, I, I think this this would be something that would touch people. And at this point, we've worked with thousands of military service members, their families, right? Because the family serves as well. Their children, you know, we were working with a Navy SEAL, um, gosh, back in April, and his kids hadn't talked to him in two and a half years. Um, and of course, right, you know, he was doing a lot of missions over and over and over again. But um, the daughter loved horses. So she came out to the farm. And, you know, she taught him how to ride. You know, so for her to be able to say, you know, dad, you're doing it wrong. And let me show you her expertise. And now she's living with him again. And, um, you know, just heard about them having a some holiday plans together. So it really is. It's, it's something simple as that as uh, this parallel kind of process of we're doing something together that's ours. Now they can talk about, you know, Cisco the horse instead of did you do your homework? You know, did you pay the bills? Did you whatever it is? Now, um, obviously, there are more traditional therapies. Mm -hmm. um, I'm assuming that it's complementary. Um, Correct. And, you know, this isn't intended to, you know, replace necessarily a one-on-one -on -one conversation with a counselor, but it's, but it's complementary and collaborative. So t tell us more about that. Yeah, great question. So I am a trauma counselor and in licensed in New Hampshire and can do the traditional therapy as well. So it is definitely a choice 
for people. Um, Veterans Count, other places do that traditional therapy, but then they partner with us and say, hey, can you take it to a different level of insight? Um, for example, we've been working with the Brockton VA Military Sexual Trauma Unit now for about six years. It's an eight-week inpatient, and one of the days they come out with their clinicians say, hey, here's the treatment goal. And the the data is showing that that day is a very important day and changes the conversation because you're viscerally experiencing that healing. Um, you know, the VA is overwhelmed. You know, they really um, have a huge strain, 16 million veterans. And guess how many doctors are actually in the VA? Only 26,000. Yeah. 26,000. Only 66,000 nurses in the VA for 16 million. So let's support each other. Let's work together. Let's, you know, hey, I'm going to try this. I mean, the um, VA right here um, under terrific leadership does do equine assisted services. Wow, part of the rec department. Mm -hmm. Well, I love this because uh, we found out uh, about 10 years ago that uh, for a veteran to get oral care at VA that he would or she would have to prove that he or she was fully disabled or a POW, and that's only one out of 10 times. And, and there's, you know, there's a lack of dentists at the VA, not the people at the BVA are great, but there's just kind of these congressional rules and access. So, so we, we just set up a program of, of dentists that, you know, have served our country and um, this company, you know, funds that program. So, so veterans um, can get their oral, their oral care uh, taken care of. Um, and there is a relationship to mental health. I can't tell you the number of notes I've received from yeah. veterans saying, now that now that I can smile again and eat, I can yes. actually go to a, you know, I can actually go to Thanksgiving dinner with my family. I can go to a wet, you know, family wedding. I can eat fruit um, as opposed to the downward spiral of, you know, of bad oral health and that leads to mental. So I just love the fact that, you know, you've, you've seized um, a challenge and have really uh, uh, done some great, great things. So if uh, the list, if our listeners wanted to get involved in how to support um, your immersion project, how could they, how could they be supportive? Oh my goodness. We would love the support. There's a lot of healing to go around out there. So um, they can go right onto our website, equineimmersionproject.com. And there's a way to, you know, a support button there. Um, every dollar, 100% of it goes to direct services at this time. So we really do stand by, you know, um, making sure that our team, you know, the horses, everything is taken care of so that we can do the best care. Um, we're really blessed at this point to have great partners, um, but there is, there is a lot of need. There is. Um, um, but you're, um, I think the, the great thing is, you know, you're you're focused on it, and you know, one veteran at a time is how is how I how I look at it. So Correct. everybody should get on equineimmersionproject.com and you know make a donation and get get the word out. So Jay, uh, why don't you give out the uh, the information again? But in 30 seconds, uh, give us one more story of an intervention um, that you think was. Uh, you know, compelling. Oh my goodness. So let's see, we had someone about a month ago say, this is the first time I have felt peace since before Afghanistan. Wow. Um, this is what I fought for. So that wow. is really powerful when all of a sudden, hey, I have the perspective that a farm like this, a place like this, people like you, you know, I could have a 
just some peace and then the joy and make friends. So, wow. um, yeah. That's bringing really, really tears to my eyes, listening to that, uh, that short, yeah. big, amazing. So Jay, why don't you give out the contact information for Tara? Will do. Uh, Tara Mahoney is the guest this week on Northeast Delta Dental Radio, which is about ready to wrap. But uh, she is the CEO of Equine Immersion Project. You can go to equineimmersionproject.com for information there. A great website. And another edition has ended for Northeast Delta Dental Radio. Fear not. We'll have another one at some point here on the Pulse of New Hampshire. So for Tom Raffio, president and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental and host of Northeast Delta Dental Radio, as well as Tara Mahoney, the CEO of Equine Immersion Project. I'm J Dog. We'll be back with another edition next time here on the Pulse of New Hampshire of Northeast Delta Dental Radio.